Hey, welcome back, TechLead here. Today we have a bit of a technical topic about React Native. And I wanted to weigh in on why I think React Native is, is garbage, basically, or at least present the case against it. In the last week, there was some pretty interesting news where Shopify announced that they are going all in on React Native. All of their future apps are going to be developed in this technology. So for those of you who don't know, React Native is a cross-platform mobile development framework that allows you to create apps for iOS and Android in one single language. And it promises a lot. And as an ex-Google, ex-Facebook tech lead, not to mention multi-millionaire, I wanted to give my thoughts on this decision. And some of you may not know this, but in my last month or so at Facebook, I was actually on the Instagram iOS team and they have an interesting philosophy over there, which is essentially to avoid as many frameworks as possible. They like to just use plain old vanilla iOS or Android and not over-engineer things, just keep things as simple and basic as possible, which is a pretty interesting idea, isn't it? And I think that philosophy reflects in the polish and construction of their apps as well. Like if you've used Instagram, you'll notice that it's just a really well-built app. Everything's just nice and polished fast. As well as YouTube iOS, which I worked on as well, that was also mostly vanilla code, not using a bunch of frameworks and abstractions. Quick pause, remember to check out my interview training program, techinterviewpro.com. If you're looking to land a job at a top tier tech company, then join me, ex-Google, ex-Facebook software engineers, where we will fast track your career. We do bi-weekly live Q and A's. We have a private Facebook group professional community where we do resume reviews, answer questions, teach you all the ins and outs of the interview process, and you'll get access to over 80 whiteboarding coding interview sessions where we'll go over time, space, complexity, analysis, data structures, and algorithms. So check it out over at techinterviewpro.com. So this announcement where Shopify is going all in on React Native somewhat contrast with last year's announcements from Airbnb and Udacity among a number of other companies where they've decided to abandon React Native. They tried it out and for a number of reasons, and I'll link their blog posts, they decided it was no good. And then we've seen some other companies continue to support React Native like Walmart, Discord, Microsoft. So I think that there are some usage cases, but I wanted to present the case against it and why I think for many people, I don't think it's going to be a great usage scenario. So my first issue with React Native and really any hybrid framework is that even though they promise that you only have to write the application code once and then you can share like 95% of it across iOS and Android, what happens is you're probably still writing native code in iOS or Android, plus you're supporting this third framework, React Native or whatever else that's gonna be. And you end up having to write everything else twice apart from that application feature code. So if you have a linter, you may have linters that check for iOS code then you're going to have to add additional linters to check for that React Native code. For testing, you'll need three different frameworks, iOS, Android, and hybrid. For logging, crash reporting, deployment, onboarding, training, documentation, internationalization, network optimizations, image libraries, math libraries, a lot of these things you may find that you'll implement twice, once for native, once for hybrid, just so you can take advantage of these on both sides. So the way I see it, the only way to truly realize the benefits of a cross-platform framework like React Native is if most of your app, like say 95% of it is written in that language and then you just have some shell that is maybe native. But usually what we see is maybe 15% of the app only is written in React Native or so. And even if you look at Shopify, they're saying that they're still going to be doing tons of native development. Their tier one apps are still going to be native. And then they're going to have a bunch of other developers working on React Native apps on the side as well. Now you may be thinking, well, sure, maybe you'll just write the whole app in React Native. But if you take a look at even Facebook, they're not doing that. In fact, I believe only Marketplace is written in React Native and there hasn't been too much adoption outside of that. And you know, one of the primary reasons is because of performance. 
So if you take a look, code start performance, which is the time it takes for React Native to load on the first start of the app, it's not that fast. So because of that startup performance hit, you don't really want to be using React Native on your start screen, which is an issue that Airbnb encountered in their blog post. Beyond that, the app market is incredibly competitive and you really want to put your best foot forward, especially if your competitors are also shipping native apps and you're shipping like a hybrid app, then I'm not sure if it's going to be a good long-term position. Now, there's also another interesting reason, issues with hiring. So this was mentioned in the Airbnb blog post, but a lot of mobile developers, they're either iOS or Android developers, and they don't really want to branch out of that and start learning React Native and become like a React Native developer or a Flutter developer or some other framework developer. They take pride in being native developers and it gives the developers maximum ability to transfer between companies and flexibility in that sense. And we saw this referenced in the Airbnb and Shopify blog posts that they're stressing, hey, they still want the top talent from the pure native developers. They're not a pure React Native shop because if they said they were, they know they would lose a lot of candidates that way. I don't know any native developers who would voluntarily give up those skills to become a React Native developer. But Shopify has an interesting case here. Perhaps they know they can't compete for top talent because they say they're looking to attract a different set of talent by using something more modern and with a higher level of abstraction than traditional programming languages and frameworks. You can see their other tech choices are curious as well, like they're using Ruby on Rails and they're proud of that. It could be that they know they can't compete with top tier tech companies like Fang, so they intentionally choose a different set of languages to attract a different talent pool. But overall, I would say it could just be simplest to hire two development teams, one for iOS and one for Android. If you take a look at WhatsApp, they scale to 900 million users with only 50 engineers. The fact is the impact and popularity of an app does not scale proportionally with the number of engineers that you hire. You only need a few good ones. Now, anytime there's a cross-platform framework, it's easy to start reading through their beautiful website, check out their videos, their demos, their tutorials, and everything looks great. And it's hard to find fault with that. What happens is usually though that they overpromise and underdeliver. So when you actually get into it and start using it, you may find that there could be poor documentation, there could be buggy code, glitches, the features they promised like React Native promised hot reload. And it turned out there was a glitch or a bug and for a lot of people it was broken for a long time until they fixed it later on. Now they're doing some huge refactor which in 2020 later on they plan to launch. They're essentially rewriting huge parts of the internal implementations. We saw that Udacity had a bunch of issues with documentation, breaking updates. So you're putting your app in someone else's control and then you have to wait for them to update it. Especially when there are new platform features like say light mode and dark mode. On Android you've got foldable screens. A while back with iPhone 10 you had safe areas and a lot of these features aren't going to be supported out of the gate, if at all. Now, with all that said, I wanted to provide you a view of what I believe the future of mobile development may look like or what I would recommend. The first is there's this concept known as server-side rendering, which we've seen Airbnb reference in their blog posts. So this is cutting edge stuff and will probably be the future. It's actually not that complicated, but essentially the server sends down a generic set of instructions known as a design language system, a DLS. And then the client is able to read these instructions and then render whatever the server is telling it to do. Like it could show images, text, maybe put in a button and then connect some action to that button. And what I like about this is first, it's server driven. So any changes can be done server side only. You don't have to ship a brand new app update for this. And also I think that the client, maybe it doesn't need that many different views. Like it doesn't need to support that many instructions. You know, like maybe you support a few views like text, image, 
text with image, left aligned, right aligned, center, maybe a heading or title or something like that. And maybe that's all you really need, especially when you look at the way people use apps, there's a lot of muscle memory involved. So the case for supporting a general language that allows you to have an infinite number of layouts and gestures and displays and actions may actually be detrimental to the app's functionality. And I've mentioned this before, but I think that views these days are becoming far more complex where you have to support multiple screen sizes, accessibility, light mode, dark mode, internationalization and adaptive font sizes. It may make sense to only support a few number of views just because of the vast number of usage cases that they have to support. So overall, I believe that server-side rendering probably is going to be the future because it gives you that fast startup time, all the performance, you get native controls, fluidity, support for all of the latest native features which you can build in. And it's just that at this point, I don't see any general open source framework for server-side rendering, but it may not be all that difficult to just build one on your own as well. Now, I know some people will say, well, maybe the future is we just do away with apps completely and do mobile websites and progressive web apps. And that would be great, except at least right now, the support for mobile websites and integration with all of the native features like push notifications, offline access, camera access, the ability to add a website to your home screen, it would be great to see better platform support for these, although it may not necessarily be in Apple's best interest to support these because then people will stop making apps for them. And the fact is there's no truly good, great solution right now for cross-platform mobile development. Back in the day when people used to install more apps on their phones, it may have been okay to have subpar apps. But these days, when people are installing almost no apps, they're spending like 95% of their time in the top 10 apps. You really want your app to be on the top of their game. The fact of the matter is the app space is incredibly competitive here and you want to be optimizing for the consumers and not the developers. So that'll do for me, but let me know your thoughts on React Native, hybrid cross-platform development, Flutter, and overall server-side rendering, which do you think is going to be the future? Remember to follow me on Instagram at TechLeadHD. If you liked the video, give it a like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Thanks.